Walmart sitting up here pretending like they like down for the people now. It's very we cool. are alive. All right, all right, all right. That was that was a good commercial, bro. That was a, that whole sequence of commercials was so good. They don't really make. I guess it's the attention span of the viewer. Like they don't really things aren't really geared for television anymore. So I guess that's why people yeah. don't mess with it. But yeah, now all the commercials and ads we see, we forced to see them. Like we don't have a choice. Yeah, honestly. If I'm paying 30 for Netflix, 10, 15 for Hulu, 10, 15 for HBO Max, I'm, you, you damn How much is Netflix now? Twenty two ninety. I got the family plan. I got the family plan. I was going to go get cable, bro. <laughs> it's, it's other people on my plan, bro. It's other people on my plan. You know what I mean? Don't, I'm going to go Netflix, get cable. if y'all watching this, we are legally sharing passwords. Don't shut me down. <laughs> don't shut me down. You know what I mean, I know I done post a couple people from y'all company to some startups, but don't shut me down. I promise. I'm on the up and up here. We on the up and up. But folks, we're doing something new on Facts Over Acts. Okay? We are bringing y'all something fresh. We are bringing you something brand new. We are the people's podcast. There is no if, ands, or buts about it. And we put our money where our mouth is. We're going to help the people get paid. If you listen to Facts Over Acts, if you can hear the sound of my voice right now, we're trying to get you paid. Here's how we're going to do it. We're going to start off every episode with the three of us giving life advice. Yes, I know. I know. And I mean, it's us three. It is It is us, right? That Chris, the super villain, Josh, the middle ground, and me, the angel that's on Josh's shoulder. Please, <laughs> stop listening to Chris. We are going to give you advice on whatever you need, on whatever you want to hear advice about. But here's how we're going to do it, and here's how we want to get you paid. If you are subscribed and you enter a question, all we will do, if it's a valid question, a valid something that you need advice on, something like that, we will add a dollar to your bank. If we use it on air, we're going to throw an extra dollar on there. We're still debating on how that part of the system works, but we know for a fact you submit a quality question and you are sub, you will get a dollar for that one question in your um, in your bank, per se. We'll be sending it out at the end of the month, making sure everybody gets paid. Now, here's how we're going to do this. Every episode, we're starting off talking about that. And if you want to give us places we can go for advice, right? That's great too. Today, we're starting off with Reddit, the subreddit, Am I the Asshole? Uh, we're going to be moving into some other things. We might do six brown chicks. We may stay in Am I the Asshole. We may go to some other subreddits. We don't know, but that's what we're doing. Y'all boys ready to get into it? Ready for it. Yes, sir. What's up, y'all? Have a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the People's Podcasting Crew. We got the master of the mix and master, Josh Guyton, in the building. That is I. We got the money man, the man with the plan, Chris Allen, in the building. Right here, right here. And then you got the little old MC, that's me, Ken Gibbs. And trust me, folks, we are not stopping talking about sports. That's still going to come in the back end of this thing. We still got to talk some Patty Mahomes against Mr. Irrelevant. We still got to talk Lamar having as many MVPs as playoff wins. We still got to talk about the trade deadline and God's doing miracles with the Pistons. Thank God Killian Hayes. <laughs> we are talking about all that and more on today's episode. But we're going to start with the advice. So here we go, fellas. Y'all ready? Ready for it. All right. Am I the asshole for wanting to stop helping my wife's parents after finding out they're supporting her brother? I, 35 male, have been married to my 32-year-old wife for seven years, 
and we have a four-year-old son. My wife used to work at a marketing company, but she quit two years ago because the environment was too toxic and she was suffering from anxiety and depression. Since then, she's been staying at home, taking care of our child and doing some freelance work from time to time. I don't mind this. I have a good job as an engineer and can support our family. The problem is that my wife's family is going through a financial crisis. Her parents are elderly and don't have a good retirement plan. Her sister came out of a complicated divorce and can't help them much. I've always had a good relationship with my wife's family and financially support her parents. I help with rent and bills like water and electricity. But recently, it bothered me to find out that they are also supporting her brother. He is a 34-year-old and addicted to drugs and alcohol. He has also been arrested several times for theft. He's a parasite who only knows how to exploit others. I had a major disagreement with him six years ago when he tried to get my wife to lend him money and I didn't allow it. He was persistent and I had to threaten him to stop. I found out through her sister that he has moved back in with them the past few weeks. I refused to support a burden. I could barely believe, I could hardly believe they were keeping and wasting money on that bump. I, calling a grown man a bum is crazy, but just to be a bum. Uh, I told them they were being disrespectful to me, that I was making huge effort to help them. They were upset and made the excuse that they can't abandon family. When I talked to my wife about stopping financial assistance to them, she was conflicted. She said she understood my side and that she also didn't like her brother, but she said she didn't want to cut, didn't want me to cut off their financial support because she didn't want to cause them stress. I intend to move forward and stop anyway until they consider until they reconsider and stop enabling it. Would I be wrong to do that? Y'all want, y'all want me to go first? I mean, listen, whoever want to take it first can take it. I, I'm, I'm just leaving it out there. If this person is an asshole, then if this person is an asshole, then I'm an asshole. Oh, mm, okay. Chris, what you got? You Uh-oh. are still muted. I was just about to say, you sound gone, player. You sound gone. Su- su- super asshole. I mean, it's just, that's the nature of the game. I mean, I, I-, I think so. <sighs> you, th- you think they are? I got to I gotta be this guy. I got to so, be this guy. So, here's, here's the thing. Uh, so, you think that they're an asshole for, for stopping the help? Or would you, what would you do? So, here's the thing, right? When it comes to people, family, business, and family needs, that ain't your place. That's what I always and always will believe, right? When right. it comes to them supporting somebody that's on drugs and alcohol, they ain't got nothing to do with me, right? You choosing to help the family, that's where it stops. It's not where you choosing where the, who the family helped, right? So he's overstepping his line to me, so that makes him an asshole in that regard, right? Like, for me, if I help somebody out, right, and they helping they helping they, um, they brother or whatever... That's me choosing to help them so they can help their brother. They got nothing to do with me what they do with the help. They got nothing to do with me. Hey, Josh, write that down, man. This is the first time in, in Facts of Facts. <laughs> <laughs> the let me tell you. Let me tell you something. I 1,000% agree with Chris. At the end of the day, if the financial stress is like, hey, the parents are like, they're going to be homeless. Like, they're going to be down bad if you don't help. Them supporting the brother who's who's suffering from addiction, that's, that's not your place. Like, do what you can. And at the agreed rate that you would and that you're comfortable with. Now, if they ask for extra because bro is there like, oh. Yeah, that, that's where I draw the line at, right? Okay. You know, Johnny's okay. here and, and Johnny's a grown man. He needs to eat. He's not eating the money. He's sniffing it, babes. He's sniffing the money. <laughs> I'm not paying for him to put that money on a hot spoon. I'm sorry to tell you. I'm sorry to tell you. He's putting the money in a glass pipe, beloved. I'm not paying for that. But I will help y'all out. I will help y'all out. And trust me, anybody who knows me know that family help has put me in some shaky spots in my lifetime. But I still 
Family is family. That's why 2024 Gibbs is here, though, man. We, Absolutely. Know, 2024 Absolutely. Gibbs is here. Yeah. We, we live and we learn, baby. We live and we learn. And now, our second and final of the day. Am I, am I the asshole for asking my significant other to stop demeaning white people? I am a white male <laughs> in a relationship with a Mexican female. From time to time throughout our relationship, phrases such as white people ruin everything or white men are trash have come up with varying degrees of seriousness behind their intent. One morning, I was trying to be charitably productive and she said white people ruin everything regarding an event at the Mexican art museum that was sold out by gentrifiers. And it just completely took the wind out of my sails. I explained to her that while some white people in some places at some times have done terrible things, there are there are plenty of instances throughout human history showcasing how one group of people attempting to dominate another group of people will use literally any differentiating characteristics to divide and demean. All I am asking is that she stop saying racist, hateful stuff, just in general. She says that I'm taking away her right to express herself in her own space. And that it and that this is egregiously bad, giving my white maleness. Of course, racist peons that hate white people and pretend like that's the only acceptable race to hate are unequivocally the motherfucking ops. All right. <sighs> tell me, tell me, tell me. What of this situation is he an asshole for asking out of his girlfriend? Uh yes. He is in in the larger picture because one, <clears throat> if you're going to date outside of your race, you know that's something that you're going to have to deal with, especially if you're a white man. And if you're a white man and that's something that you're not equipped to deal with, then you're a part of the problem. For example, that's like uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure all of us has dated a woman where they see a situation, or they talking to their girl on the phone, or they seeing something on social media, and they like, uh, being ain't shit. And in turn, your brain go automatically goes to like, well, I'm a man. Stop bashing men. Right. If you were one of these white people that were part of the problem, one, y'all wouldn't be together. Two, if you don't see. I disagree with that statement, but okay. If, if you don't see how to differentiate, differentiate yourself from a group of people who have. Okay. Okay. So let me break it down for you like this. Let's say we were time travelers, right? Right. And let's say we traveled back in time in 50 year increments. So we went back 50 years, then another 50 years. Regardless of what time period we land in, white people are doing something terrible across like the planet, bro. I think that worked both ways. We go 50 years in the future too. It probably hey, still be so. Hey, probably. Hey, listen, 1974, they was wilding. But the fits used to go crazy. Bring back bell bottoms. Triple B's. Bring bell bottoms. <laughs> we need them. We need them. But proceed. So, so if you are, if you have a hard time differenti- differentiating yourself from the point that she made, yay, yes, it may get old, but one, that's a problem that you're going to deal with if you're in an interracial relationship with somebody that's outspoken, as it seems she may be. Right. So, yes, you're the asshole because, one, you understand that y'all be out here wilding. Mm-hmm. And, two, 
you should have enough goal to be able to differentiate yourself from the point that she's trying to make. I've definitely been with a woman. I'm with a woman that's been having conversations with her friends and be like, you know what I'm saying? Men ain't shit or all. Men, you know what I'm saying? The dating pool got pissing at her. Men did this and men did that. You found me in the dating pool. It ain't got nothing to do with me. I'm cool. Right, right. Okay. Chris, what you thinking? Uh, I'm gonna have to be the uh, you know, I, I hear Josh, but F all that. I'm gonna I'm say the other side, he's not an asshole. Okay, everything has limits, right? That's yeah. like yeah. when you wake up in the morning, right? And your old lady's saying, I hate the way you get out the bed, right? You're like, Oh, yeah, you get over, it. you married me, whatever, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But after she said 50 times, it's like, All right, bro, why are you with me then? Like, you you literally are just pushing that button constantly. Like at some point you gotta be like, all right, let me let me calm it down. And I know that's weird coming from me, because I'm an antagonist and I'm an aggravator. I'm all of the the above, right? No, that's not weird coming from me. But at the end of the day, everything got its limit. And I'm grow as I grow, I learn that, right? Everything has its limits, right? It's only so much people can take before they hit their breaking point. It's so much, only so much people can uh, withstand before they hit their breaking point. But at the, uh, so it, it may have been an amalgamation of things getting to that point. But the reason that he was upset didn't make sense, Chris. Let's say you and your lady go out and y'all go into a, a a Black History Month luncheon or something in your nice neighborhood, and you get there and the people that attended this event is eighty five percent white. You wouldn't feel some type of way. I, I would be happy about that. I would be yeah, happy. I, I, I'd be kind of like for example, for example, for example. I give you, uh, before you go, yes. We have an African American network at work, right? I am so excited when white people come to our African American network events. And let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Even if they not there to support black people, they showed up. They made a presence be felt. They made it look like they was there. So, I mean, I'm fine with that. To me, the biggest difference is if you go into an African American history museum as a white person, like you're going to like learn stuff because you're not going to see fun stuff that makes you comfortable. Yeah, true. Like, you're not that one. That one that's in Detroit is rough, bro. Y'all oh, went to the oh, <laughs> the slave shit. Hey, no, that hey, shit you rough, take a white bro. girl, white girl, white guy to the slave ship, they're gonna be like, all right, yeah, this was a little, yeah, yeah. Can I, Columbus can I and them was on some stuff. <laughs> can, can I ask a question? What do people talk about on dates these days? What do they talk about? I'm so confused. How did you not know that this was your old lady before you made her your old lady? That is fact. People people don't date people who they like. Like I don't know how to explain it, bro. I, I don't, under, like, yeah. I genuinely, because, like, in, in the course of dating somebody and spending time around them, you hear certain things come out a lot. Right. You're like, oh, no. Like, for example, I had an ex that was very homophobic and transphobic. She was extremely homophobic and transphobic, but it was cool with me because at that time, I was a misogynist. I was all those things, too. So it's like, all right, cool. We rocking out. Like, you know what I mean? But I knew that about her. None of that came as a surprise to me when she one day threw out a slur that, like, did not belong to her. I said, hey, kids, kids. Yeah, yeah, it's like you threw me the oop. How about the duck it like Blake Griffin? <laughs> it's because they rush everything. They hey. rush everything. Hey. They get into lying. relationships the next day after a good talk over some dinner. You ain't did uh, nothing with this person. You ain't yeah. did nothing with this person. You ain't been through nothing. You, you don't, don't know, know family. You don't know nothing. You don't know their middle name. You don't know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you in love because y'all had a nice dinner and y'all went to Chili's. 
Y'all went to Chili's. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, no, no, no Chili slander on the five. No, 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 no. Y'all know, y'all know how I like Chili's. Y'all know, y'all know how I just know what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, hey. Hold hey, on, honey. Hey, honey, honey, the little bacon ranch quesadillas, boy. My point is, though, Giz, my point is, though, you rust the process because y'all had a little fun at Chili's Happy Hour, and now you with somebody you don't even know. You know, I'm going to tell you this, right? A lot of times, like, that, that does not work out, like, 99% of the time. However, the 1% where it does is absolutely hilarious. Like, well, well no, no, no. <laughs> The cousin the, the New one, York one, where old girl was walking with the with the dude, and she she was like, they were like, how did y'all meet? She was like, uh, we went out on a date, and I spent the night, and I just never left. I was like, what? What? Hey, married? <laughs> what? Like, and, and, and the other ones that they 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 see out so much pride and spite that they trying to make it work. Yeah, they be miserable. They oh, they they be so miserable. Like I got this one this one couple that I know. Right, they 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 like. That one, the reason why I know him is because one of them used to be my mentors, you know, his homeboy, right? And when mm-hmm. I used to go out to dinner with my mentor, he would tell me, like, how he's so miserable in his relationship, but he don't want to divorce her because his whole family preyed on their downfall. So he like, I don't want to give him the satisfaction. And he's just that type of guy. And I was just like, so you've been where how long? 40 years they've been married, and he's been miserable for 40 of them. And he's just like, we sleep in separate rooms, we this, we that, but I'm Wait, not divorced. 40 years, the People that's been praying on your downfall, they can't be they alive dead. still. <laughs> they can't be alive still. They got they got married at twenty two. To put it they got married at twenty two. To put it in context, so put, they not put the put the generation above them, right? If they got married right. at twenty two, because they, they had kids at twenty. That, that's what I'm saying. I don't know too many eighty two year olds, bro. Uh, if an eighty-two-year-old wants the satisfaction, good. I'm giving great Mima her last wish before she goes. <laughs> Congratulations! You I'm with you. you I'm it. with you. I'm with you. I'm not gonna be miserable just for some spite. I'm, like I'm, I'm getting up out of here. But I'm gonna tell you what that amount of spite, that dedication to hate, that's Super Bowl level dedication <laughs> to hate right there. That's the level of hate that'll get us to the big game and that'll get us some Lombardis, baby. But speaking of the Lombardi, we got to get into these sports. Fellas, it's the biggest Sunday of the year. Besides Easter in the black community, of course, because you know that everybody going to church. But everybody get their Sunday fest up. <laughs> Put the knowledge in the game hey, zone and hey, live hey, double step hey. up. RP by grandma. I seen her ironing her hat one time. Grandma, I said, hey, what you ironing your hat for? Grandma, come on. Man. She listen, listen. What was your grandma's name? Uh Bretta. Sister Bretta says you got to step. Baby. That's a grandma name. <laughs> that it is. That's a grandma name. You know, I feel sorry for the younger, like the generations under us, because they grandparents don't got grandparent names. Nah, they don't. It'd be like, I, it'd be I like disagree. T-shirt. I disagree. <laughs> my mama name is Tamika. That's not a grandma name, bro. My mama got a grandma name. My mama name is Vonda. Yeah, my mama, okay. See, my, my grandma, she gonna hate me for saying this. Like we called her Louise, but that was her middle name. Louise is a grandma name. Louise is definitely. But her real name was Murtis. That's a grandma name, hey, bro. Hey, That's hey, hey y'all call her Louise because y'all can say Murtis when y'all was trying to learn how to talk. <laughs> That's why y'all look Louise. Let me tell you something. You know what's even worse? The grandpa name's getting out of control, too. Because back in the day, back a Gus, a solid Gus, you know he ain't. Yeah, my, my granddad name was what? Jim. 
That he ain't gonna do nothing but stay home, take care of them kids. And maybe, <laughs> he gonna cheat once or twice, but it ain't gonna be nothing crazy. He ain't coming home to punch. Not Lakevius being your granddaddy is crazy. Lakevius <laughs> as a granddaddy is wild. But anyway, we gotta get into this Super Bowl. We gotta get into this Super Bowl, fellas. Who you got? Chiefs, Niners. What's going on? And I'm gonna start this one off. I'm gonna start this one off real swift. I'm gonna be real swift about it, if you will. I think the Chiefs <laughs> dominate this game. You know why? Because Brock Purdy does not belong. And last time we saw Pat Mahomes losing the Super Bowl, it wasn't that Pat got beat. It was that his team as a whole got whooped so thoroughly, there was no hope for him regardless of how good he played, regardless of how well he played in that game. I don't think the the, the uh, 49ers are that far above the Chiefs in terms of the rest of the team outside the quarterback position. Yeah. And I don't think that the Chiefs DBs are going to have any off the heezies to IU like the Lions did. So I think <laughs> it's going to be just fine in this game. But fellas, take the floor. So I'm, I'm going to start with this. If you look at it from multiple aspects, if you look at um, <clears throat> if you look at the, the running game, I think that the Niners has the advantage. If you look at the offensive line, I think the Niners have the advantage. Um, if you look at the receiving core outside of Travis Kelsey, I think the Niners have the advantage. If you look at the defense as a whole, I think they're pretty even, but those superstar players on the side of the Niners ball give them the advantage in every other aspect of the field except quarterback. Mm-hmm. With that being said, I got the Chiefs winning by about 21. <laughs> I just I, I can't I can't bet against Pat Mahomes. That's fair. And we and we saw Brock Purdy in a dog fight against the inexperienced Lion team with that many weapons. I don't think Patrick Mahomes is making that same mistake. I, and I don't think that they made it this far through a to Chiefs standards. This was a season where they struggled. Mm-hmm. I don't think they've made it this far for them to drop the ball to Brock Purdy and the 49ers. Patrick Mahomes has entered the Tom Brady-esque I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes category. Mm, mm, that's a little Mahomes-esque right there. That was a little, that was a little <laughs> Mahomes-esque. Chris, what you got? Patrick Mahomes. That's it. That's the tweet. That, that's All it. Right. That's All it. Right. My homeboy. Let me, let me tell you why, though. Let me tell you why. Talk to us. What's the best thing that Andy Reid got going for him, Gibbs? I mean, obviously it's the quarterback, but if you talk about him as a play caller, he's extremely creative. He's extremely extremely creative. Something from nothing. And what does that do, Gibbs? It stresses defenses out because you can never nail down like, oh, this is their tendencies. This is what they like because they could throw a complete counter at it because that's just what Andy Reid does. He thinks of stuff like that. And how did he beat the Ravens? Uh, well, that was just ball control. They they went real slow and said, hey, "Bingo!" That's what I was gonna say. Bingo. Guyton pointed out they rushing attack, they receivers, they offensive line. Guess what? Andy Reid and my homeboy, none of them gonna see the field. They gonna be on the field. <laughs> I don't care about Christian McCaffrey if he on the sideline. I don't care about the MVP if he on the sideline. That's right. That's what the Chiefs do. Yeah, that's your so, That's the tweet. So Josh got him winning by 21, Chris. I mean, you got him winning by. I got him winning by 13. Around there. Uh, I, I feel like the Super Bowl, they, they, you know, the whistle get, you know, a little bit crazy. Yeah. You know, you know how that, it ain't rigged, but it's like anything but rigged. You know what I mean? Right, right. I'm going to say this. I think that they win a close one because I think it's going to come down to can Purdy perform when he got money right in front of him? And the answer is no. <laughs> We've seen this multiple times. 
Like, I, I don't know why people keep pretending like, oh, he's so special. He's so good. That's our special little boy, that Purdy. And I will say, I will give Purdy credit. It takes a lot <clears throat> of talent as a second-year quarterback to make it this far in your first two years when there were no expectations on the line. But at the same time, there isn't any quarterback that I'm putting in an elite conversation where you're going out there with the best roster. Every starting quarterback, I fully believe that every starting quarterback in the NFL right now, if they were on that 49ers roster with those weapons, you would you would be able to swap any of them with Brock Purdy. I think if you swap Brock Purdy with at least half the starting quarterbacks, it wouldn't be it wouldn't even be a conversation who was going to win the Super Bowl this year. I mean, yes. But I feel like Purdy not never was the person to help you win a game though with the 49ers case, Let, right? I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I needed to look up something because I, I should have interjected there, but I need to look up something to make sure that I had this right. Uh there's a young man by the name of James Richard Garoppolo who took this team to the Super Bowl <laughs> and that team didn't have Christian McCaffrey, nor did it have uh, Chase Young. And you're telling me that you think that this team... Stop playing. Brock Purdy, what Brock Purdy has done is be an elite game manager. Now, could That's he what I was about to say, yeah. the street do that? No. But like you said, Josh, any other player could replace him and get to this level. All right, listen. So I think he's got enough to get them to the level, but get them over the hump and beat them at homes, that moment is going to come. Where he's hey. staring down the barrel of Chris Jones, and then Legarius Sneed's on the back end being sticky, something that the Lions DBs don't know nothing about. You know, it's gonna be. And it's by the way, um, <clears throat> Jordan Lewis, come on down. We saw that Michael Parsons out there letting Jordan Love talk crazy on your name. You know who wouldn't let him do that? Aiden Hutchinson. He wouldn't let Aleem McNeil. He went to NC State. I know the brother. He's a good man. He, he wouldn't let. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, JD. I just, I just want to put that out there. Want to put that out there. But proceed. I, I, I just think that when you have a situation where the Las Vegas Raiders are yeah. petitioning for Jimmy Garoppolo to not be the starting quarterback, they, they're, they're so down bad. They want Derek Carr back. They want hey. Derek Carr back. Like, hey. they like, can we just get Derek Carr back? Like people we don't want none folks of went down there for Mardi Gras. They are not in Vegas. I mean, they are not in Louisiana for Mardi Gras. They are begging <laughs> for Derek Carr back. They, they standing outside the uh, studio with the boombox. Derek, come back. Oh, no. <laughs> you can blame it all on me. But folks, you, you go oh, ahead. go ahead, Chris. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish up. No, no, I was gonna Finish say. Up. I was gonna say that that's the whole thing, right? Purdy, you can't game manage Andy Reef and the yeah. Chiefs. You, you just yeah. can't game manage. Like, Pacheco gonna get you six yards to carry. That's that's big. That's huge in the Super Bowl. And guess what? That boy Kelsey. That boy Kelly. Yeah. You think y'all think you know what I hate though? Because Kelsey is that complexion and James Harden is that complexion, right? Kelsey be in the club just as much as James Harden. You think Kelsey gonna pass up an opportunity to go party after the Super Bowl in Vegas? You oh, think absolutely. Kelsey? You think Kelsey? Y'all think James I, I, Harden I, I, got it back? I want to be that guy, but I think the Did ridicule come from the fact that Travis Kelsey is Travis Kelsey got two rings or three. The, the, I, I want to say two. He, he got two. He got two. He got two. But the the difference is the rings. But even still, football is the ultimate team sport, bro. Like you really can't put that like, oh, Travis Kelsey is the reason. Like, don't get me wrong, Travis Travis Kelsey is a big part of the reason. 
I love me some Travis Kelsey. You know, he invented the fade, just in case y'all didn't know. Uh, up, before before Travis Kelsey, you either walked in and got the ball D or like uh, you just was out here wolfing it, I guess. But anyway, um, <laughs> walking out the barbershop looking like Tyrese is insane. Hey, that sweet lady. Would you be my before Travis Kelsey came along, that's how you put, put some Don Julio and put that on. Oh, never mind. Hey, listen, never mind. Never mind. Just, never mind. just looking crazy. But I, I wouldn't say that, you know, it's fair to say, like, oh, Harden ain't one of the he had, you know. I, but I, I do get you. I do get you there. But that's a great way to get us over to the hardwood, Chris. That's why I appreciate you. That's why, you know, right now the, the, the co-host power rankings, uh, Josh, you you follow behind, brother. You follow behind. You know? Turn this show. You, you got to do what you got to do. You got to do No, but seriously, in terms of the basketball court, we saw – some action going with the trade market. We saw some folks get their walking papers. We saw plenty of interesting things happen with this trade deadline, folks. Which ones have caught y'all attention the most? Um, If I'm being honest, it's a lot of teams that needed to shake things up. It's a lot of teams that needed to make moves in order to put them in contention for this trade deadline. And I think the only team that made some effort to put them on that next level, I'm not saying they're a championship team, but that would be the Knicks. Really? I think the Knicks is the only team that made a vast improvement to their team. Okay. I mean, you had some other things out there. Like, I think Pat Bev was a good pickup for the, the Bucks just because Pat Bev is a pest. I'm not going to call him a great on-ball defender. I think he's barked so much over the years that he has tricked the population into thinking he's an, he's an elite defender when he's not. But he's a pest, he's an irritant, and the Bucks have been struggling with perimeter defense all season. The Pistons getting rid of Killian Hayes, which I don't know how he lasted that long. That man is the worst basketball player I'd ever seen in my life. And in case you didn't know, they waved Killian Hayes and won two straight. You could see a renewed energy on the team. <laughs> hey, you know who else? You know who else they got rid of recently? Isaiah Livers. Didn't I tell y'all? He's a shooting specialist. He's a 3 and D guy that ain't got... I've seen lesbian couples with more D and he could not hit the side <laughs> of a Walmart from the parking lot. So, <laughs> so I think the Knicks is the only team that pushed them to that next level. Because I think when you think of these conferences, you think of... Um, teams that's championship contenders you think of teams that's that's playoff you know uh perennial playoff teams like that would be a knicks a team that always finished four or five but you know they aren't winning a ring and you got those teams that's on the cusp and you got those teams that's just at the bottom of the other standings the knicks were right in that in that category where they will finish four or five but they don't have the talent to get to that next level and i'm not saying that they have that now but one thing that they struggled with was being able to space the floor Jalen Brunson can shoot, but at the same time, he's not a guy where you're like, yeah, he's a guaranteed knockdown shooter. Julius Randle is shooting a thousand threes a game and hitting get two of man. them. And Anobi plays his role really well. He's a three and D guy, but his his defense is more special than his three ball. So they went out there and got them two veterans that are able to knock down a three. And they got a lot of depth. If you look at the teams that's championship contenders, if you're looking at Denver, their rotation when they come to the playoffs, they got seven, eight reliable guys that they could put out there on the floor. 
Mm-hmm. The Celtics got seven, eight reliable guys that you could put out there on the floor. The Knicks, if you were looking at their roster outside of Brunson, Randall, Josh Hart, and Ananobi, it was not a lot of guys out there that you could put out there in a playoff series and they could play their role. But you just added two more pieces that, of course, they aren't going to move the needle in terms of their their world beaters as far as their skill set goes. But they both can play defense. They both can shoot the ball and they can add some depth when you need Brunson to get a rest you can put Alec Burks out there for six minutes and he won't throw the game away you know if Ananobi or Josh Hart needs some rest you can put Bogdanovich out there and he can get hot so I think the Knicks are the only team that made a big splash and I was expecting something from Golden State and I was expecting something from the Lakers and they did absolutely nothing to, to hit the next level you said Spencer Dinwiddie ain't special you're agreeing with Kyle Kuzma that he- Spencer Dinwiddie shoot 30% this year yeesh yeesh well, uh, the brother's a scholar, so, you know, there's that. Chris, <laughs> tell me, anything that you saw at this so, deadline at the tree? So, I hate to say this, and I hate doing this, but I agree with Josh. The Knicks was a big splash, but only because I don't think Joel Embiid will be back this season. I just don't Uh-oh. think he will be back. If if Joel Embiid was back, I think Philly made tremendous gain in depth this season, right? And Do, do we got all of it pulled up? They made a couple moves. Let me pull it up now. Uh, they went and got a uh, buddy heel. They got buddy heel, right? Yeah, which is a good thing because now you can have a lineup with Maxi, Buddy Heel, mm-hmm. uh, Tobias Harris, Kelly Oubre, and Joel Embiid. Right? That's a solid lineup. If you told me that was my lineup to close the game out, and B has nothing but space around him, and yeah, Maxi gonna bring lineup. the ball up and penetrate and can kick, and, and B could get the ball down low and kick it out to a shooter. You can't double him anymore. Ain't nobody guarding B one on one. Right, but I don't think Embiid will be back. If if it wasn't for Embiid going down for season, I would say Philly made the best strides, right? And they got rid of Dot Rivers, so they living it up. But anyway, the Knicks. Here's the thing about the Knicks, right? I hate to say this because you know I was kind of supporting the Dallas move when they let Brunson go. I think they should let him walk for free, but I was like Brunson, he's just too little. He wasn't gonna be a superstar. I think the Knicks have a perennial superstar on their hands, right? Now, he peaked late, so I don't know how long this is going to last because I think he's like 28, 29, right? Because he was in Nova when we was in high school, I think. Yeah. Just a little bit after, but he played all four years in college. Yeah, he was in college for a minute. Right, right. So he peaked late, so I don't know how long he'll be a pretty all-star. But you add defenders around him. You got Thibodeau, who's a defensive-minded head coach. As long as Tib don't run them knees to the ground, the Knicks can squeak their way to the conference finals. The Knicks, hear me out. If, if, if the Knicks, if the Knicks don't see the Bucks or the Celtics, who beat them in the East? Yeah, yeah, it's I, true. You know, I'm surprised that you didn't go with your Heat because I think the addition of Terry Rozier. I was gonna go there, but but the Heat this year they've been up and down entry prone. Bam been yeah. out, then Jimmy been out, yeah. then Bam. so I think last year what helped them is they they glued at the right time. They had like three months at the end of the regular season where they glued together. They look at the play in right. They was a playing team, yeah, and I, that's what veteran teams do. They tread right. water, they tread water, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh wait, it's also right here. All right, guys, lean forward, start playing for real. And that's what they do. That's what they do. So, I, I you know, I, I'd probably say, and everybody going to say, oh, it's because this is your hometown team. But the Pistons got so much better in such a short time. They got so much better. And, <laughs> Let's not do this, man. And to hear the horny man Come on, Dan bro. House, I don't want to hear To about hear this the horny shit, man, man. Dan is still in the NBA. That's hilarious. <laughs> 
That's a limit. <laughs> Do you know how crazy it is to get waived by the Pistons in the year of our Lord Savior, 2024? That is so crazy. Daniel House just got waived by the Pistons. He was traded to the Pistons and then waived immediately. Ugh. That's gross. That's just terrible. I feel like the bubble ruined his career. I ain't gonna He ruined his own career. He ruined his career. He ruined his career. <laughs> what was you doing, brother? Like, the rules were simple. Dude. And the crazy part is, you was doing all that while you had a wife. Brother, why? Oh, he was brother. married? Yeah, he was married. That's, that's why I, I, I didn't know that. He was isolated. You know, when you newly married, you isolated. I don't think a lot of brothers could pass that test. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I ain't never been married before, though. So. You got free will, man. It ain't that I'm tough. Not, I'm not going to say what I want to say. I'm not going to say what I want to say. <laughs> I'm not going to say what I want to say. Instead, we will be moving right along because there is so much to say about what's going on in the sports world right now. Now, fellas, let me ask you this. One of the big trades that didn't happen, DeJounte Murray to the Lakers. Everybody thought it was happening. Everybody talked about, oh, it's, it's in the books. It's almost over. They're, they're hustling over the last few little pieces, and it didn't happen. Do you think that that move hurts? Do you think not moving for DeJounte hurts the Lakers, helped the Lakers? Was it just deadline D'Lo out there? Or is that what we're going to see from D'Lo going forward? Talk to me. Okay, so I, I got a few questions regarding um regarding DeJounte Murray. One, what makes DeJounte Murray a, a all-star level basketball player? Uh, his defense. Honestly. Defense, he, he's a he's a great perimeter defender. And he's also a good scorer, but what does he what does he do well when he's scoring? Whew. I mean, I to me, he's a jack of all trades guy. He doesn't do anything great. But I think he does everything like good. I think he does. I I think he's a three-level scorer. He's a three-level scorer for sure. If I was DeJounte Murray, I would wait the season out in Atlanta. I would be kind of glad I didn't go to the Lakers. Because, one, he's going to have to guard the best perimeter player on the other team night in and night out. He's going to be the best defender that they have. It's either going to be him or Vanderbilt, and Vanderbilt is kind of unplayable offensively. I will say this. Trey Young's defense – Picked up to a level to where like he can not be that guy every night. That's surprising, mm. by the way. Trey Young being yeah. that good defensively is legitimately shocking. Like, yes, he still has his limitations because he's short, but his effort and intensity defensively right. has been insane this season. Agreed. Um, but we we can all agree the amount of effort that you're exerting on a defensive end is going to take away from your offensive game. Of course. Yeah. And then when you get on the other side on offense, DeJounte Murray, we see it somewhat in Atlanta. They run that two guard combo, but you need the ball in your DeJounte Murray needs the ball in his hands in order to be effective. Right. We've seen it's it time not, in and time. A, a spot up like, oh, I could live off him going to the lane, figure something out, and then I'm just out here to knock down the open three. That's what you're going to be if you go to the Lakers. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. We've seen it time in and time. We've seen it time and time again. Dejounte Murray going to the Lakers would be another scapegoat for the reason that the Lakers aren't winning. Another question I have for y'all: Who are, who are some championship contenders? I would um, say Milwaukee, Boston in the East, and Miami right behind them with the Knicks. Okay. In the West, I would go the Clippers, the uh, the Clippers, the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> I mean, you can say what you want; they're the best team in the West right now. So you have listen, to put them in listen, the conversation. I, 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 all I'm saying is this, Chris. All I'm saying is this. The way people treat the Lions, us Lions fans understand that we get it. People act like the Clippers have no reason to not be taken seriously as a championship contender. Oh, I, I heard We've seen this story play out before. We've seen them be with Chris Paul in Lob City, where they not one, two, three in the conference every year. 
Were they not? Mm-hmm. Well, they, they was four five some seasons, but it's because but West was stacked. But but either way, people looked at them as a contender, yay or nay. Like in the beginning yeah, of yeah. Lob City, that's people were like, oh man, you you done gave Chris Paul all them dunkers. You done gave him a rim protector. You done gave him a do a ho ho ho. It's the Clippers, man. It's the Clippers. It's the, I put them in the same category I put the Lions in. I'm sorry. I'm just, y'all got to show me something. I know y'all not sure. hockey guys, but they in the same category as the uh, Arizona Coyotes to me. <laughs> and that's, yeah. you know, they just got more bread than the Coyotes because <laughs> the Coyotes had to lock their doors because they couldn't pay all their debts recently. But that's neither here nor there. Proceed. Chris. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, so I, no, I would say Clippers, Nuggets. No. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, I was I was just seeing, doing that to uh, prove a point. So, um, if you're looking at the Celtics, you got two All Stars over there, right? If you're looking at Denver, you got two All Stars over there, and these teams got solid role players. These teams got role players that a lot of team teams fought for to have on their team. Mm-hmm. What excuses are we still making for the Lakers? They got two top ten players in the league, and they got role players that they went out of their way to go get. What's the issue? I hate to say it. I hate to say it. That bald man, Darvin Ham. <laughs> Brother, what are you doing over there? How many times have you seen somebody absolutely cooking on the Lakers and then Darvin subs them out for no reason? How All many the times have you seen it? All like, the time. Bro, let them cook. Let them let miss something first. But I digress. I digress. I'm I mean, I, mean I, I think that's the biggest thing that the Lakers messed up on is not getting Ty Lue. I think if they got Ty Lue, this would be a whole different conversation. I mean, you're looking at a team who th- third and fourth option is D'Angelo Russell and Austin Reeves. That's better than most teams in the NBA, and they still have two top ten players as their first can and I, second option. Can I, can I take this a step further? And I know Brown wouldn't go for it, but this needed to happen. They needed to have one of those young coaches, one of those guys like uh, Malone with the Jazz. I believe it's Malone with the Jazz, right? Or uh yes, I think that's his uh, name. They they needed a guy like that. They needed a young guy. They needed somebody who who hasn't been there or who hasn't already kind of you know been around the block and you know we just kind of I'm I'm gonna do everything in the way that's like oh I'm gonna just keep everything rolling steady. They needed a, a guy who was gonna be I'm not gonna say like fiery and and get them going and all that. But they needed a guy who was younger and was going to do things in a certain way. That's like, Hey, LeBron, you're the guy, you're the star, you're the, all the things. But at some point in time, I need you to lock it down. And, and, you know, I need you to do these things. All my role players, I need y'all to do these things and we can do this in a way that makes sense. I think the uh, guy for the magic, Jamal Mosley, another one that, and I know, LeBron wouldn't have went for it, so I'm not saying that this is realistic and like, oh, this could have happened, but that's really what they needed. They needed one of those coaches that was like, going to be fiery, going to be, hey, I, I need things done my way and all that, and, you know, I it would have been good to see. But in all I, seriousness, I, mean, I don't think that ahead. this trade helps or hurts the Lakers, or not trading for a design that helps or hurts the Lakers all that much, if D'Lo remains at this level. Now, if, if we see his play tail off into something that's mid, we going to have, the Lakers are going to have some problems, but if he continues to play like this, the Lakers are one of those teams that we just talked about with the Heat. Tread water, tread water. Oh, wait, it's the All-Star break. Okay, we need to turn it on now. If we're having this same conversation a month from now, then yeah, this is who they are. They can't nah, nah, bro, nah, bro, nah, bro. I disagree wholeheartedly with both of y'all, bro. Wholeheartedly Talk with both of y'all. Talk bro. to him. Okay. Bro, bro, bro. 
I'm gonna keep it a buck with y'all. I'm gonna keep it a thousand percent with y'all. Before they traded for Russell Westbrook, how much better is DeJounte than Russell Westbrook at that point? Before they traded for him. Before they traded for him. Because he was coming off a season where he was with the Wizard and he was almost averaging a triple double again. Yeah. Yeah. How much better is DeJounte than him? But if you're talking <laughs> fit, if you're talking the fit for that team, DeJounte's a lot better. He's a lot better. What? DeJounte need the you ball t- in his hands to operate. Exactly. Exactly. He needs the ball in his hands the like Lakers Russell Westbrook does. The Lakers' biggest problem is not that they don't have enough playmakers. The Lakers' biggest problem is their perimeter defense in terms of on the court. Guards cook the hell out of their guards. Gibbs, Gibbs, yeah. Gibbs, Gibbs, Gibbs. The Lakers' biggest problem is because what? Anthony Davis is still mm-hmm. acting like he don't want to play the five. That's the that's the Lakers' biggest problem. I mean, that, that's a problem too. That, that is a that's problem. the Lakers' biggest problem. But to me, in a guard dominant league, if you cannot play perimeter defense, you are cooked. Remember when we said Atlanta was cooked? Why? Because Trey Young was too small to play perimeter defense, and they didn't have Dejounte Murray yet. Now they don't have a big on the inside. Okay, okay, okay. Look at the games the Lakers have won. Look at the game, Lakers won. It's the games where AD show effort at the five position. Like, right. even if the guards was getting cooked, AD get two blocks a series. Two blocks a series down court. Okay? So, listen, I'm not disagreeing. I'm not disagreeing that AD not wanting to play the five and playing the five at a high level is a problem. I agree. I agree. But it's like, it's like if you was in a relationship and like, oh, um, she always lead a lid on the trash up and she's wrecked five cars. Like, they're both problems. Like, obviously, yes, you don't want rodents in your trash, but the five cars are bigger. <laughs> That's uh, the, one of these things is worse than the other here. Like, I hear and, you. I hear you. I just don't think DeJounte moved the needle enough, man. I'll be honest with you. I think he would be similar to the, what that guy, Russ Westbrook, won't get the ball in the flow of his game. LeBron's going to have the ball. AD going to have the ball. Reeves going to have the ball. I just don't think that. Wait, he gets the ball over Reeves. He gets the ball over Reese. If, if oh, he definitely, does. He definitely, does. he definitely does. You he definitely does. You can't give. You he can't does. Russell Westbrook did at one point too. And Russell yeah. Westbrook did at one point. For they decide, okay, you gotta go to the bench. Yeah, yeah. And I, you see I, what he's doing for the Clippers now. You see what he's doing for the Clippers. Okay. He hooping. So you know what? And, and here's here's what we're gonna do, okay? Because we got to we got to have this conversation. We got to have this conversation, okay? I want all of our viewers, all of our subs to chip in on this conversation as well because I think that Chris is off one. I don't know how Josh feels about this, but Chris, let's let's have facts over acts court today. The defendants on, on the case is the Los Angeles Clippers, and the case brought up against them is that they are a fraudulent team. I will admit, I will admit that I, sir, I am the plaintiff. I believe that this team is indeed fraud. The, our listeners will be the jury and Josh will act as the judge because, damn it, I'm sick of you talking about those clips. <laughs> I don't care how much they do or when they do it, I'll never believe in the Clippers. So, Josh, I'm going to let you take the reins. Since this is your court, I'm going to let you take the reins and I'm going to let Chris give his opening statement. I'm going to let Chris give his opening because I don't have enough of talking about these, of, of talking about these clips. But proceed, the Honorable Josh Guy. Pro- proceed. <clears throat> this is the case of the Clippers versus the people. Um, the Clippers have been have been uh, mid pack regardless of roster for our entire lives. 
But Chris is a firm believer that the Clippers, who are 23 and 6 since December 1st, is a team that is a championship contender. Chris, go ahead and make your case. All right. So here's my thing, right? What's different about this Clippers team is the question I ask myself, right? And, I, you know, yes, I have my doubts because the Clippers going to clip. We done had podcast episodes where we sat there and clowned the Clippers, like literally clowned the Clippers. But here's what's different, right? Here's what's different. Ty Lue is a proven coach, right? We ain't heard about low management one time this season from Kawhi Leonard. We ain't heard about it one time. That is a good thing because we know he's shut up. He playing basketball. He going out there showing out every day. He's been he's to me. He should be top three in MVP voting right now. But because he's been quiet and he's always been the quiet guy, he's not going to be. James Harden doesn't have to be your one. Don't have to be your two. Don't even have to be your three most nights scoring wise. So now you're officially making him a roll the ball out. Make some plays for us. Your third, your, your officers off the bench, Norman Powell, a proven scorer. Russell Westbrook, a proven playmaker and rebounder. His scoring has tailed off, but against the second unit, he's been marvelous in this run they've been on. And the last point I got to make is Zubak. He doesn't have to be a dominant big. What made Golden State good from 2014 till now, the Clippers are executing on that. They got a mere coffee in there right now and Kawhi Leonard playing the five. And they forcing teams to run a small lineup. Against the Nuggets. What Joker going to look like guarding Kawhi Leonard? Yes, you could say you put Kawhi Leonard on Joker on the other end, but they sending traps, doubles, all kinds of things. So you relying on people around Joker to make plays. The other thing is, as well, Kawhi Leonard playing a five, everybody on the court can bring the ball up and push. They've been playing fast-paced offense, and I think that's been a lost style in the NBA over the last two seasons. So I think they have the advantage there. Now, are they going to stay healthy? That's to be determined. But I think you got to put them in the conversation. You got to put them in the conversation. Yips. Your Honor, I would just like to say thank you so very much for hearing this case on such short notice. Okay, Of course, of course. I know you got more important things to do with your time. And here we are wasting it on the Clippers. Your Honor, may I ask you a personal question if it doesn't pierce too deeply? If I may approach the bench. Go right ahead. You were married in a past life, correct? Uh, unfortunately. Did you get a ring out of that marriage? Uh, I did. So you had more rings than the Los Angeles, San Diego, <laughs> uh, uh, what, Buffalo. what other city were there? Buffalo, Clippers of all, all time? Uh Yes. Even when we go to their inception, right? Because when you talk about the Lions, at least the the when the NFL was not with the AFL, no two separate leagues. Last time I checked, the Lions had a couple championships. Am I? Am I? Uh, yeah, uh, eight, I believe. Okay. Now, Your Honor, may I? I, I and this is something that I want to ask to the defense because I I don't understand this, and, and I I just genuinely don't get it. We all went to Cavs Tech, correct? We all know, we are all aware of Vicki Green's existence, correct? Yep. Miss yeah. Green, English teacher. One of her best quotes that she told me was, the best predictor of future behaviors is the past. Okay? And this is a team that we've seen be the one seed before, be the two seed before, be the three seed before, be the contender before, be the favorite before, go into the season with the odds on them before. Have we not? We have. Yeah. And did they not 
did the defendants not fizzle out like Fago every time? They have. So I I sit here thinking to myself, if Vinny Del Negro ain't the guy, if Doc Rivers ain't the guy, if Ty Luthu for years ain't the guy, what's different this year? All the rosters constructed better. All the, all the things are done so much better with this team. I don't care what you say. This team could have whatever star they want, regardless of how washed up. They could, you know, Dominique Wilkins averaged 20 points a game for the Clippers way back when, for those of you who don't know. He did, yeah, post Achilles. And that team was still mid. I say that to say you will always find the Clippers somewhere trying to convince somebody that they are a legitimate sporting franchise every time. But when the playoffs come, they'll look funny in the light like they always do. The The Clippers, to me, are the 300 C of championship contending teams. <laughs> they, the Maybachs are the actual championship contenders, and they look like the Maybach until the Maybach actually pulls up. And then all of a sudden, Oh, that's just a 300 C. That's what a real Maybach looks like. <laughs> and, Your Honor, I rest my case. My case is resting peacefully. I, I, I believe it there, but I would love for the defense to answer me as to what would be different this year than last year and the year before that when we had Podcast B and Kawhi and all these guys and a 3-1 lead on the young Nuggets who weren't even supposed to be there. And yet somehow they fumbled all that away. But now we believe. I, I rest my case right there, Your Honor. Hey, all I'm going to say is, all I'm going to say is, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I'm not saying they're going to win the championship. I'm not saying they're going to be the team to beat. I'm just saying you have to put them in the conversation because of the way they are playing basketball present day. They are playing basketball the best in the NBA. They are clicking on all cylinders, and they have a proven superstar leading the charge in Kawhi Leonard. Two-time finals MVP, might I add. Two-time finals MVP for two different franchises. The brother got a championship for Toronto, for crying out loud. For Toronto. Josh at one point had more rings than Toronto's existence ever. <laughs> ever. But Toronto only existed since what? 97, 96? And the brother got him a ring. Ain't no superstar in the NBA going to go to the Raptors. Not one. Vince Carter got out of there so fast. Chris Boss got out of there so fast. T-Mac didn't even last out of his rookie deal out of there. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. But Kawhi Leonard is best. You know, there are there are certain folks that you could just put them in the kitchen with the ingredients and they'll make the meal perfectly for you. There's there's chefs like that that you could just hey listen we got thyme we got parsley we got oregano we got Italian seasoning we got some lamb chops we got some honey we got uh, some some onions over here we oh don't worry about it I got you. You know, but throw me some red potatoes. Give me some red potatoes from the store. I'll make you the best meal you ever seen. You got those guys. And then you got the chef that everything needs to be in a box with directions on it, how to do it. That's Kawhi. He needs to be, everything needs to be in that area. And I don't think he has that right now. And here's the thing. I know on paper, this is better than the Spurs. This is better, way better than the Raptors. But even with the Raptors, it took the right stroke of luck, the right Achilles tearing at the right moment, the right everything going in the Raptors' way. That shot against the 76ers, that shot against the 76ers, if that thing don't fall, we're looking at an entire... 
Think about this. Joel Embiid may be a, a NBA champion right now. The conversation around him exponentially different. He e, I don't think so. Really? You the Sixers getting be- swept. They the, the Warriors not even getting an opportunity to get injured. The Sixers is going to get swept. Wait, when the Warriors they, got injured in game two. That's what I'm about to say. I'm pretty sure. Got injured game KD, KD, KD went down KD game two. got injured in game two. Right. Oh, you said that even without KD, they would have beat the Sixers. Yeah. That's back when Ben Simmons had his powers from the There was time. one possession that's, away from taking the Raptors to seven. Listen, I I I, I agree with you, but that's was, when Ben Simmons had his powers. Uh, yeah, judge, reclaiming my time. We're getting off track here. The reality <laughs> is, the reality is. I will never believe in the Clippers. I have never believed in the Clippers. Let me tell you something right now, okay? I'm bald. Does it look like I believe in Clippers? I'm not going <laughs> with those boys. I don't care if they're the Inglewood Clippers, the Los Angeles Clippers, the, the San Diego Buffalo. I don't care where they are. This team will never be believed in by me. They will only be believed in by me. When they're hoisting the Larry O'Brien trophy. That's when I'll believe in those bums. Until then. Until that very moment, I refuse to buy in. I refuse. There's a young man uh, on on TikTok right now that has a, a parlay ban list. Well, for me, I've got a championship contender ban list. And guess who's number one? Guess who's the number one suspect on there, Chris? Take a wild guess. Take a wild guess. It's Steve Ballmer's Los Angeles Clippers. And, and on that, on that, I'm going to let it cook. Before before we proceed with the uh, the hearing, uh, did y'all see my man's to put the parlay in on uh, Wimbiama? No, what was the parlay on Wimbiama? <laughs> he took the over on five rebounds. Keep in mind, Wimby is averaging eleven. Uh-huh. Wimby had two rebounds last night. <laughs> uh, how, how long was the parlay? How many legs were in it? Like seven. And that's the and only one that didn't hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except hey, Wimby hey. five boys. He better, he, he, he better than my, my homeboy. My homeboy be like, jump, you big piece of shit. That's what he be screaming at the TV. <laughs> 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 Let me tell you something. If I put in a crazy life changer parlay, like a put $2 in, get 10 bands back type, like, oh, this is a 16, 15 leg parlay. And everything hit but one thing. You got to see me after the game. I don't care if I'm broke. I'll fly. <laughs> but they say that's what's messing up the game, though. They say that the stars getting tired of getting added on social media and all that. They say don't that's messing up the game. That. Don't. I work at a warehouse, brother. I put up that bread with everything I had on you. Here's okay. my thing, though. Here's my thing, though. I know with social media, fans could get a little out of hand. And, you know, they, they might say things to these athletes, but that they wouldn't really say in person. But... When we talking about you blew my parlay, they are getting upset at us because we asked them to do their job. Man, man, man. Listen, I'm going to say this. Man, Malik Monk talking about, I don't care if I blew your parlay. You need to get 11 points. And I was just about to say, you shouldn't care about blowing the parlay. It's about the that you didn't do your job. Like when people better under on you and it, and you you go over. Yeah, yeah. You should feel good about that. Like, I don't care about your parlay. If somebody bet on you to get four points and y'all lost by six and you did not score, <laughs> brother, you should be embarrassed. You should. Hey, no, the, the funniest one, Landry Shamit, talking about, I don't care about your parlays. We only bet under on you, big fella. We only bet <laughs> under on you. We are strictly betting the unders, Mr. Sham God. We are only betting the unders because that's, 
you know, I, I, again, again, I'll tell you what, you want to know the quickest way to ruin the parlay? You got one of the greatest future parlays of all time. You want to know how to ruin it? Put the Clippers down as your NBA champion. All right, folks. <laughs> we know y'all have had enough of us. Giving y'all advice on who's the asshole. Taking y'all to court with the Clippers to talk about Super Bowl Sunday. But come on back the next week and the week after that and the week after that. And before we go, one quick thing. Remember, we're the podcast of the people. We're trying to get the people paid. So make sure that you give your situations for it. Make sure you're subscribed first on either Twitch or we'll give you another way to subscribe. And make sure that you give us your suggestions or situations you need advice on. We gonna get we gonna take care of you because again facts over actions your favorite hour of the week and the podcast of the people peace and love y'all. Yeah,